Good morning. Amen. How many is ready to enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise? Can you stand up and let's give him a hand? For he is worthy this morning. what is right with God this morning. How many knows there's a lot? Everything is right with God. Hallelujah. He is our lion and the lamb. Amen. This morning we're here to praise him. So if you're not feeling the best or you're not feeling really excited this morning, you know, we've got a great crowd. Can you just look around and see the smile on somebody's face? And it's contagious. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
aren't you glad you don't have to fight your battles alone? Amen. He said he will go before us. Amen. And sometimes like Pastor preached, I think in the last couple of weeks, all we've got to do is praise because he's fighting it for us. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We love you, Lord. We thank you that you are fighting our battles. Amen. When all I see is the battle, you see the
I think we need to sing that one more time, don't you? <laughs> Come on now, church. It's not your battle. It belongs yes. to me. I'm so thankful the Lord takes care of my battles, don't you? Give him another praise offering. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I was thinking about some scripture this morning, and the Lord laid up on my heart. And, you know, we, we are living, church, in perilous times. We are living in days of darkness where there's evil out there in the world all around us, surrounding around us. But I'm so thankful that we have not our hope in government, not our hope in the White House, but our hope is in the God who fights our battles. Amen? And I was thinking about the scripture, how it talks about where our strength really comes in. It says, Behold, the eye of the Lord is on all those who fear him. How many fear the Lord today? You don't fear what's going on out there. We don't have to fear the world. We know that God is in control. He's on the throne. He says, on those who hope in his mercy, look here, to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waits for the Lord. Why? Because he's our help. He's our shield. And our heart shall rejoice in him because we have trusted in his holy name. Lord, let your mercy be upon us just as we hope in you. Hallelujah. We have our hope in God. Give the Lord one more praise offering. Praise God. And you can be seated. God bless you. We do want to welcome everyone to Calvary Assembly of God this morning. This is just a building, but we are a, a body of Christ. And we've, uh, you know, you've come to worship God with us, and we certainly can say that we can say to your neighbor, have you felt the Lord here this morning? Amen. God is here this morning, and we welcome you to join us as we worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. And maybe you're here for the first time, or maybe you've not been here for a while. We do have connection cards that are back there on the foyer table. We'd love for you to fill those out so that we can just stay in touch with you and allow you to know what all is happening here at the church. But we do thank you for being here, and we thank you for being a part of God's kingdom work here at Calvary because we are looking for, we are believing for, and the vision for God is going to add to this church. God is going to pour out of his spirit upon this church in these last days like we've never seen before. I'm, I'm believing that with everything in me because in the day of Pentecost, the more heat that came upon the church, the more power of God fell. And so we're going to see revival again. There's a paradigm shift happening out there in the political realm and everywhere around us. God is on, on the throne. He's the one in control. Amen. And I'm so thankful for that. Ladies, you're still going to be having your last, I think it's the last session of the Battlefield of the Mind. Uh, it will be starting today at 3, okay? So come out at 3 o'clock for that, uh, and it will be the last session. So Tam Sister Tammy's, how many ladies can say Sister Tammy's done a wonderful job? Amen. <laughs> We're thankful for her for leading the ladies through this study, and it is a very, very important topic. And so we're just thankful that you're here. I love you. And we didn't want to say, I know the pastor would want me to say this too. As a church, you know, we, we believe that God's doing some great and mighty things here. 
but we are also wanting to thank you for your faithfulness, your attendance, your giving of your tithes and offerings. This is what's helping us launch things like we're doing here at the church, and God's going to bless you, and he's going to bless you abundantly. Amen? Just by being faithful, uh, it's important to the pastor, it's important to this church, because we are a body, and when a body is a body, it has many members, we come together, and that body needs every member. So we're thankful you're here with us, and I think now we'll turn it over to Sister Tammy. She has a couple announcements to make as well. I'm sorry, Sister Tina. It is almost time for Christmas. Can you believe that, how fast this year has gone by? And every year our church likes to do, uh, we do an outreach into our community or some type of a Christmas uh, outreach. And this year we are teaming up with the Salvation Army and we are doing the Angel Tree. And I know that I saw a lot of you stop out back there and we're excited about this. Um, our church supports the Salvation Army on a regular basis, a month to month. They're one of our local missions. But this year we are going to be um, connecting with them for the Angel Tree. I know most of you have probably heard of that, but I just wanted to explain it real quickly. Uh, how many is in here is blessed first? Let me ask you that. How many is blessed? How many pretty much has everything that you need? You know what? We We do. Now, we don't think that because we think we need a new car. We think we need a bigger house. But if we just get rid of half of the stuff we have, we wouldn't need a bigger house, would we? That's how blessed we are. Amen? But, you know, going into the holidays, we're going to hit Thanksgiving first. And what are we supposed to do but be thankful during that season? Amen? And the best way to do that and to show that we are thankful is to be his hands and feet extended to others. Amen? So what we need you to do is to go back there as you leave today and look through these angels, and there are some for boys and girls. Most of them are from the age of uh, newborns up through 12, I believe. And if you see a blue angel, then that's going to be a boy. If you see uh, a pink angel, that's going to be a girl. And those are the only genders that we, we have here. We have boys and we have girls, okay? There's pink and blue, amen? All right. All right. In the beginning, God created male and female. Amen? So we have pink and blue. I'll move right along. So what we need you to do is look over these. They will have a name there, just a first name. And then it says uh, what they have need of. If you could make sure that you get that need, that is definite need. And then it has their wish. And there may be three or four larger items on there. And some people only get one of the wishes. Some people try to do them all. And quite honestly, some of them may have a bike or a riding toy, and they may be a little bit more expensive. If you can't do it by yourself, connect up with a neighbor here in the church. Get with a brother or sister. Two families come together. We don't have that many of these, and I told them if we run out and God says, you know, we need more of these, then we can go get more. But this is supporting and, and helping local children in our community that they can have a Christmas and not feel... Uh, left out. So we really ask you to, um, to, to take heart, pray about it. Uh, you shouldn't have to pray about taking one because God already said what we should do, right? So just look at it. And if you say, I like to do that one, but I can't get everything she needs and wishes for. So connect up with somebody else. Now, don't just take the whole tree, um, angel off of the tree. You're only going to take uh, the bottom part of it. They have a, um, um, preparation, thank you, where you can pull that off. And then we need to see Christina or one of the ladies that are going to be standing back there. They're just going to put your name on the back of the part that we keep so that when you bring the toys and the gifts in, we will know where they go. There is a bag that you will put them in. You don't even have to wrap them. You just go out and purchase them and put them in the bag that we provide, bring it back in, and we're going to take it to the Salvation Army, and then they are going to uh, distribute them into the community for the children. I just thank you ahead of time for what you're going to do. We need these back in by the last Sunday of November, I believe. So if you can get these, if you can go ahead and start bringing them in next week, that would be great. If for some reason you're out and about and you see a great uh, sale on a particular toy or something, and it's not on your list, they also have a toy drive that's going on. And you say, well, I want to buy that. Uh, you can go and purchase that as well. We'll just put that in towards the toy drive. They use that to supplement where people cannot get everything on the list but I believe that we're going to go through these angels so quickly and I believe that it's going to be because God is going to lay it on your heart and then God is going to turn around and bless us mightily amen, amen. 
Amen. God bless you, and thank you for being a part of this. Amen. All righty. Let's go to the Lord in prayer before the pastor comes, can we? Father, we thank you for your graciousness, Lord. We thank you for your love, most of all. <clears throat> Lord, we th when we think about Calvary, we think about your love for us, that while we were still sinners, you died for us. And we thank you for your mercy and grace and forgiveness. <clears throat> we thank you, Lord, for our pastor. As he comes forth, Lord, to break forth the bread of life to us that you've given him, Lord, we ask you now that you would just bring down your anointing upon him, God, that you would empower him, Lord. Let the Holy Spirit fill this place with your presence. Move in this place, God. Bring your conviction upon us, God. Bring, Heavenly Father, whatever you need to bring in this service. We ask it in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody together says amen. amen. How many love you, Pastor? Give him a hand. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Pastor. Hallelujah. Turn around and tell your neighbor, you look nice today. Amen. Make your other neighbor jealous and tell them, you look really nice today. Amen. Praise the Lord. We have such a great crowd here this morning. Let's give the Lord a hand. Amen. Praise the Lord. God is good, isn't he not? Amen. You look good this morning. I want to thank you for us. On echo what Pastor Steve said, I want to thank you for coming uh, this morning to the house of the Lord. It's nothing like people gathering together in the house of the Lord, worshiping together as a as a family, is it as a body of uh, Christ? Let's give the head of the church a hand this morning. The Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to speak just for a uh, few minutes this morning on uh, challenges. How many of you are uh, in a challenge or you've uh, gone through a challenge knowing that there will be challenges up ahead? Uh, this year and, and especially last year, uh, came with a lot of different challenges, didn't it? Uh, We've seen uh, the, the pandemic uh, hit our nation and hit the world. Uh, with that brought a lot of uncertainty. Uh, with that uh, brought some people that I've seen that uh, become angry very quickly. How many of you have ran across, yeah, uh, negative people? Uh, just relationships uh, being separated. Um, also, uh, maybe it was a family, maybe it was your job, uh, maybe it was a, a friendship. Uh, but the last couple years has brought a lot of challenges, I believe, to all of us. And, uh, but as I was thinking and, and working on my sermon, I come to realize that challenges are not always a bad thing. Challenges are not always a bad thing. It's how you look at the challenges that you are facing in life. Because all of us become discouraged. All of us become downhearted. All of us uh, at times re resist change. All of us experience uh, failure at times. But I like the way that Thomas Edison put it about challenges. I have, I have not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that won't work. 10,000 ways that what? That won't work. John Maxwell said it like this, successful people do not have less challenging lives than those who do not succeed. In fact, they may go through either greater challenges, but what causes the separation? Successful people respond to difficulties differently. So when we have challenges come our way, it's the question, how are we going to respond to that situation in our life? 
How are we going to respond to those challenges in our life? Because challenges are not always a bad thing. Let's say that together. Challenges are not always a bad thing. And so this morning I want us to look uh, at a king in the Bible and his name uh, was Hezekiah. And he was from the tribe of Judah. Uh, Judah means worship, and it was one of the tribes of Israel. And the Bible talks about him as when he faced these challenges in uh, life, that God used him in a great, great way. And I want to show you some challenges that he came up uh, against. And he defeated those challenges that he had faced in his life. How many of you believe that God wants you and I to be victorious in every challenge that comes our way? That God wants us to be victorious in every challenge that comes our way. Because there have been challenges in the past. And maybe we're looking at them right now in our life. And how many of you know there will be more challenges that come in the future? So let's embrace them. And let's look at the word of how God wants to, to use them to be victorious in our life. So I named a few that King Hezekiah uh, came up against. One uh, was that the temple doors had been closed in the temple for years. Now, the doors being closed in ancient Israel for years told the people in that city, it was trying to, uh, they were trying to send a message in that city that the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and Jacob was not the only God with the doors being closed. In America, we have closed a lot of doors in our churches. I met with a professor yesterday from Liberty University, from the School of Divinity, and he was sharing with me that there's over 80 churches just in Virginia under just one denomination. Just one, and there's many denominations. There's 80 that the doors are shut. And locked. I can't imagine through all the other denominations that the doors are shut and locked. But I just want to pause for a minute and let the enemy know by God's grace and by God's mercy and by God's love that with God's help that we will not lock the doors of Calvary Assembly of God's Church. And I say that through his mercy and his grace and has nothing to do with man. And so Hezekiah said, one of the biggest challenges that I have is reopening, Pastor Steve, those temple doors to let, the, to let Jerusalem and the nation know that God is still God. And he is the only God. With that challenge, he opened up. Uh, the doors. The second challenge he came up, he came, he had to face was when he opened the doors of the temple, he had to go in and purify the temple. So he had the priest and the workers and the elders of the temple to go in and listen and purify the temple because the temple had become an ungodly place and they had brought the world into. The, the temple, how many know that we are, we're not real far from bringing a lot of the world into the local churches? And so Hezekiah said that God, if God's going to be God through the open doors of this temple, then we have to go in and clean up the temple. And through that challenge, he was able to open up the doors and clean up the temple. The third thing was they, he had to deal with the, the political, uh, trying to get unity back politically. 
our nation. I mean, it's almost like a thousand years before Christ, we're, we're almost living that in 2021. The political reign and everything that's going on in our country, if we will realize that politically it's not going to fix it, and but we supposed to, uh, it's our duty, excuse me, that we try our best to vote and put people in office that need to be in office. Can we give a man? And the fourth thing that he did that was, a, um, was an obstacle was he invited the outside of the Jerusalem walls to come in and celebrate Passover. He was inviting them from the north, from the south, from the east to the west to come into the temple and celebrate Passover. Passover was reminding them that they were free from bondage out of Egypt. Can I testify? Almost 2,000 years ago, there was a man called Jesus Christ that went to Calvary, and he freed every one of us at the cross, looked up to the Father, and he said, It is finished, paid for. I'd like to say this morning that your sins have been forgiven. If you've asked the Lord Jesus Christ into your life, you, it's like a Passover that has happened in your life. And it's time that we celebrate what God has done in our life in this tabernacle. Let's give the Lord a hand this morning. Amen. So how did, how did God respond to Hezekiah's actions towards the obstacles that he faced? How will God respond when he looks at you of how you handle the obstacles that you face? And this is what God said about Hezekiah. The Bible says that the Lord said he did what was right in the eyes of who? The Lord. Hezekiah was trying to bring holiness and righteousness back to the nation of Israel. Church, we need to bring Holiness. Did, did you hear what I said? I said we need to bring holiness. And we need to bring righteousness. Not only back to our nation. But we need to bring holiness. And we need to bring righteousness. Back to our churches. Because we can't bring holiness. And we can't bring righteousness back to a nation. Before we bring holiness and righteousness back to God's house. Amen. And this is what God said about Hezekiah in 2 Kings chapter 18 and verse 6. There was no one like him among all the kings of Judea either before him or after him. King Hezekiah, King Hezekiah was not afraid to face the challenges. King Hezekiah knew that God was with him. Can I testify to you this morning? Whatever challenges that you are facing in your life, I want you to know that God is with you. If you're this old or you're this old. We got some great young people here this morning. Little ones and teenagers and older. I want all of them to hear that God is with you through all of your obstacles in life. Let's give the Lord a hand.
So, so what are these three benefits? Let me kind of kick it in gear here and go into the next gear. What is the three benefits that I feel like that when those we're faced with those obstacles that will benefit you and I? And the first one is being surrounded by challenges reveals who I really am. C.S. Lewis, one of the greatest Christian writers, said it like this. Surely what a man does when he is taken off guard is the best evidence for what sort of man he is. Surely what pops out before the man has time to, before the man has time to put on camouflage reveals what truly he is all about. When we are put under stress, when we are put under pressure, could we all testify it really reveals who we really are? You really don't know what's inside the egg till you put pressure on the, the shell and bust it. Isn't that like you and I? I've got only a few yes, but if we're all put pressure on at times and those challenges... It reveals what's really on the inside of us. Haven't the last couple years revealed what's on a, the inside of a lot of people? Have you opened the door for some people lately just to go in the gas station? A little thank you would be nice. I mean, it's really, I haven't really said it out loud. But I've opened the door for a few people, and they just walk in, and I, I say under my breath, you're welcome. You're, you're welcome. What happens is, is the enemy attacks us from Every side. Has the enemy hit you lately? Amen. But has he hit you on every side lately? And Hezekiah felt the same exact way. Because now he is faced with an army. One of the biggest challenges that he's got coming before him. And his army is facing him on every side. The enemy of our life. Listen. The biggest strategy that he has. And comes up against us with. Is facing us on every side. But look what the great king Hezekiah did. And he was a great leader. 2 Kings chapter 19.1 says. When Hezekiah heard this. Listen, he went to the temple of the Lord. And 2 Kings chapter 20 verse 2 says, Hezekiah, listen, turned his face to the wall. And let's say it. He turned his face to the wall and he prayed. My question to you is, when you come up, with the biggest obstacles in your life. Do you turn to the Lord and pray? When we turn our face to the Lord first, when we feel we are threatened, do we turn our face to the Lord first when we feel like we're threatened with an obstacle in our life? But I am amazed, and I'm sure you are, that when obstacles hit our lives at times, as Christians, we turn to other things at times to numb that pain. Sometimes as Christians, we might not turn to a... Uh, a drug, but we may turn to a prescription drug. Uh, we may turn to 
some multimedia and continually feed that into our, our mind. Uh, we might even try to turn to a sip every now and then to ease the pain. But we all know that none of that takes care of the obstacle that's in our life. And Hezekiah knew that. And he turned his face to the wall, and let's say it all together, and he what? And he prayed. May I testify, there's nothing in this life that when you're faced with obstacles in your life, there's nothing any greater. Now, the older generation is going to have to help me here. There's nothing any greater than prayer. Give the Lord a hand. Hezekiah knew that all of these challenges that he had, he had to turn to the temple and pray. Hezekiah responded the right way. We must respond the right way. The second thing I seen was being surrounded by challenges reveals who God is. When we're surrounded by challenges and obstacles in our life, it reveals who what? Who God really is. When God really shows up in our challenges. How many have been going through a great challenge in your life and you will testify today that God is faithful, that he's been through, he's been with you, excuse me, through every challenge that you have faced. How many of you have had cancer and had to deal with cancer before? Look at, look, at, look at all the people in here. Look, look at them all still in here. Amen? Has God been faithful? Many of you have faced many health issues and marriage issues and obstacles that's come your way. But we can testify that it only reveals who God really is. Because he's been faithful. Listen to 2 Kings chapter 18 and 29. How many of you have, and I found this in the word of God, and I thought this was so unique. Uh, the enemy starts trash talking the God of Israel to King Hezekiah. Has the enemy ever trash talked you? About the God that you serve? Has the enemy said anything like, you're too much of a sinner? Remember what you did years ago? He's too busy. He's not going to heal you. Has he ever trash talked God in your ear when you were trying to move forward? When you were facing that challenge, and you knew that God was on the throne, but all it seemed that you could hear was the enemy trash-talking God. Listen how the enemy trash-talked Hezekiah. He said, listen in 2 Kings, do not let Hezekiah deceive you. He cannot deliver from my hand. Do not let Hezekiah persuade you to trust in the Lord when he says the Lord will certainly deliver us. The devil was continually trash-talking him. Listen in 2 Kings chapter 19. Do not let the God you depend on deceive you when he says Jerusalem will not be given into the hands of the king of Syria. Surely you have heard when the kings of Syria has done all through the uh, countries, destroying them completely. And you will be, and you will be delivered. Did the gods of the nation that were destroyed, did he deliver them? Listen to what the enemy is saying. Sometimes you're going to have to stop and recognize who's talking to you. Look at 2 Kings chapter 19, verse 15 and 16. You alone are the God of all the kingdom of the earth. You made heaven and earth. 
You give ear, Lord, and ear, and open your eyes, Lord, and, and, and see and listen to the words of the commander of the Syrian army he has sent to ridicule kill the living God. But 2 Kings chapter 19, verse 35 and 36, listen to this. That night the angel of the Lord, say an angel of the Lord. Now, now let me stop a minute. This is one bad dude. It didn't say angels. It said what? Angel of the Lord went up and put to death 185,000 in the Assyrian camp. And when the people got up the next morning, they were all dead what? Bodies. Can I, this is, has really nothing to do with this sermon, but can I tell you? That when you ask God to put a guardian angel to watch over your family and to watch over you. And he sets up a guardian angel at your home. You do not have to worry about the enemy bothering you. May I say moms and dads? Pray a guardian angel over your home. How many of you remember that God put one angel with a flaming sword at the Garden of Eden to watch the Garden of Eden? And the Bible said none went in and none went out with that angel standing there guarding Eden. He was a, he was a, pretty, he was a pretty bad dude, wasn't he? 185,000. Your struggles and your challenges in your life. Let's get this down into our spirit. Let's get it. It will reveal who your God really is. It's how we, it's how we look at it. Being surrounded by challenges reveals who God is. Being surrounded by challenges reveals who I am. And thirdly, being surrounded by challenges reveals who I was meant to be. Let's say that. Who I was meant to be. Let's say that again. It was who I was meant to be. At this time, the, the temple was in shambles. But the temple was built for the Shekinah glory, for the Shekinah glory of God. That's where the Ark of the Covenant was placed. Hezekiah had to bring back the people together to worship in the temple. He had to bring the priests back together in the rightful places in the temple. Surrounding challenges that he was facing, it brought the best leadership qualities that God had placed down on the inside of him out. The challenges now have made him a mature leader. Was it easy? No, but it was God's best for him. With having challenges that completely surrounded him on every side, having to take responsibility for the people of the nation of Israel brought the best out of Hezekiah. Hezekiah had great challenges bringing the people back together for worship. Second Chronicles chapter 30 verse 1 says, Hezekiah sent word to all of Israel and Judea and also wrote letters inviting them to come back to the temple of the Lord. Could returning back to church corporately to worship bring us back together like we've never been before? We may have some challenges coming up in the days ahead. But church, I have felt a sweet spirit in here this morning. I am so glad that I come to church this morning, even though I am the pastor. <laughs> you know, the pastor wakes up every, once in a while every Sunday morning and says, ah, can somebody else preach? <laughs> a 
Could it be us gathering together with all the stuff that's went on in the past two years and say we're determined that we're going to be safe? We're going we're to be safe. We're going to try to respect each other. But we're returning back to the house of God. As I was talking to that gentleman, uh, professor, yesterday and having coffee with him, he looked across the table and he said, 40% of people in our organization have not returned back to church. I want to thank God we got a nice congregation this morning. Let's give the Lord a hand. We may be having some challenges coming our way of rebuilding. We've got to rebuild, so to speak, with everything that's happened. But we have a God on our side. And what this is going to do, it's not going to only challenge the pastor. It's going to challenge every one of us to go to the next level of stepping up to the plate in doing what God wants each and every one of us to do. Because each, listen, each and every one of us have talents, we have gifts, and we have abilities. And God wants every one of us to use our talents, our gifts, and our abilities. And if we will step up to the plate, and we will use our talents, and we will use our gifts, and we will use our abilities corporately together, the gates of hell will not be able to prevail against the church. Let me testify, with God's help and God's grace, we're going to build a stronger church than ever before. In these last days, we are not giving up. We're not going to lock the doors of the church and whine the rest of the time. We're going to gates of hell. Listen, the Bible tells me the gates of hell shall not prevail. Brother, it doesn't say it's not coming against us. The Bible didn't say the gates of hell is not going to come against us. Can you testify to that? He didn't say it wasn't going to come against us. And it might be even, it might even come against us up even stronger. We don't know what are in the days ahead. But us all can testify if we'll make up our mind, the gates of hell will not prevail against God's church. God's going to have a church. He's going to have a he's going to have a bride that is ready, adored for its coming. And I want this community, I want this city, and I don't know where God is going to take us in. What's God's going to do to use us? But if we'll all gather together and believe by faith and pray by faith and give by faith and speak faith and speak positive, saying if God be for us, who can be against us? God will move us forward. Let's give the Lord a hand. Amen. Let's stand. I want to give you this last scripture. Psalms 48, 14. For this God is our God forever and ever, and he will be our guide even to the end. Let's read it all together. For this is our God forever and ever. Okay, stop right there. Stop right there. Forever and ever. How many believe the end is near? Brother Wayne? We're going to read the end of it. You know what? He's going to take our church. He's going to guide us. Pastor Steve, he's going to lead us. He's going to direct us even to the end. Okay. Now that's for the church, but I want to give... I want to give each and every one of you that are born-again Christians this morning, I want to give you this before you leave. The Bible says that He's going to do a work in you, but He's going to finish it to the end. 
He's going to finish it to the end. Which tells me that I may go through some obstacles and I may go through some things in my life. But God is going to take me through it to the end. So don't let your obstacles discourage you. Let those challenges catapult you into the next level that God has for you. Amen. You know, I see some young people here, and some of them will be going over already in, in college and high school. And you know, these kids face, and I want to talk to them just for this morning. My heart goes out to them. They face stuff that we never had to face. Never had to face. They're, they're facing stuff that, that we've never had to face. But the same God that brought us through is their same God. And when they're in school and they really don't want to know what to do, and when they're under the peer pressure of everything that's going on, if they'll just step aside and just say a little prayer, God, you are the God. I'm surrounded by all. I don't know why the Lord has take, took me here this morning, and I'm going to close, I promise. But I want to let them know they may be, they may be small, they may be older, they may be in college, they may be in the fifth grade. But all they have to do is just step to the side and say, God, Brother Wayne, you're my God. I'm in the midst of all of this, and I don't know what to do. But will you help me? And God will help them. Amen. Amen. Let's give all of our young people and children a hand this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want us to sing one verse of this, and then I'm going to close in prayer. Amen. Sing, if you are for me, amen. And if you are for me, who can be against me? Amen. Yes, Lord. For Jesus, there's nothing impossible for you. There's nothing impossible. All I see is the ashes. You see the beauty.
In Jesus' name we pray.